friend is a buddy that you love we bring him on the show to teach us some stuff and when the show comes to an end if anyone asks you must contend jason and kelsey have friends jason and kelsey have friends Nights. All right. Welcome to Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. It's nighttime, It Jason. is nighttime. It is very, <laughs> very nighttime right now. It's very late. But it's, it's, way, ver- it's, it's very okay. It's past your bedtime. Uh, yes, it is past my bedtime because I get in at like a, a tight 8.30 if I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, this is exciting because... Because it's nighttime, we're going to be talking about totally different stuff, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about like all the night things. Just talk about nocturnal animals. Bats. Yeah. Owls. Exactly. Sleepy birds. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Raccoons. We'll it out. Yeah. Um, but I, I have one question for you, Jason. When is the last time you thought about your favorite planet? Oh, it's been ages. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I really think about that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I was, this is that is something tr- you think about often? Constantly. Like- <laughs> so I, as you know, I have, I am with child as a, oh, a parent with I see. children. Uh huh. Yep. 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 But, uh, the fact I have is, uh, I didn't realize what is the highest planet in the sense of what planet has the highest point on it. If you want to guess that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, dang it. I wish I remember it was Mars. Oh, shh. Yes, it is Mars. Yeah, it's what, Mars. What, I'll be even more impressed if you know the name of the, the tallest Something thing. Mons. It's Olympus Mons. Olympus Mons, Very yeah. well done. Yeah, you know why I know that. Why do you know that? Because I spoke with your son about it. Oh, is that why? <laughs> yes. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's right. You saw him. That's not cool. Whatever. But I was just going to say, so that was that's an interesting fact. So my, my oldest son is super into planets now. Yeah. And he just... Like says all the fun facts about planets. That Jupiter's the biggest planet. Mm-hmm. Venus is the hottest planet. Mm-hmm. And it saddens me to think that I remember I used to have a favorite planet, but that just does not come up in conversation as much as it should. Wait, why should it come up in conversation? Like you spend a huge amount of your life when you're a child, yeah, talking about your favorite planet and your favorite dinosaur. Yeah, I guess. I would yeah. say like 90% of the time when I was in like first to third grade was mm-hmm. thinking about that. And now as a Because you've already home, picked. But yeah. I but you would like I know my favorite movie. Uh-huh. And that comes up in conversation more often than not. When's the, I mean, what honestly? Oh, you're when saying is we the don't, last time okay, you asked what me what my favorite planet was? Oh, I you see. You haven't. Yeah. And we have known each other for a very long time. Okay, so what is your favorite planet? I I don't want to tell you now. <laughs> you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it not. But it's just crazy to think how much time as a kid you used to think about some subjects that you just don't even gloss anymore. That's what I learned this week. <laughs> the futility it's, of man, of humans, not to be sexist. It's kind but, of a depressing thing, I guess, but also it's yeah. like, I mean, is it that big of a deal? It's you're dead inside, Jason. I, think <laughs> I guess I don't know what your favorite color is either. You don't know my favorite color? No. What is your favorite color? Not, I don't think you deserve that either. <laughs> Goodness. I think, it, I think, okay, honestly, the favorite color thing, because it, it probably changes by day. Yeah, because having favorites of anything is like pretty silly. That's what Because I work with students and they'll ask me, they'll, they'll ask me like what my favorite color is or something like that. And, and what's your answer? I usually say it's... Nice not important. <laughs> <laughs> you are 
very honest with your students. <laughs> I just say, kids, stop trying to distract me. You still need to answer this math question. <laughs> kids, life is meaningless. Answer the question. <laughs> so what did you learn this week, Also, we should note for the listener that it has been over four months since we've recorded an episode for the podcast. Because of all the great content that is coming out mm-hmm. prior to this exactly. one. Exactly. Like so. We've recorded so many episodes that it's like taken time for us to, yeah. to edit and, and put them out there. So this one might be a little bit bumpy. Because <laughs> you know we, we were literally trying to get ready for this and we're like, wait, we need microphones. It's like, wait, <laughs> I need a guitar. That's right. That's something I do at the beginning of the episode. Like, no- we, It's going to be bumpy. Nothing a guest loves to hear more than when the pilot comes on and says, guys... It's been a while. I have never done this sober before. Godspeed to us all. Yeah, but our guests, our guests will be fine. Oh, they're gonna do. They're, yeah. It's gonna be. I actually, I'm honestly, I'm very excited because Jason and I put together a list of folks that we would want to have talked about when we started the podcast. I would, I want to say, a year and a half ago. This guy was like top five, easily, easily top five. But, uh, but I digress. We will get to his intro. I want to hear what you learned this week, and then we will intro our. Guest. Yeah. Uh, so this week I learned something about figure skating. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and this is related to the fact, I guess the Winter Olympics were as like last month. Mm-hmm. And by the time this episode comes out, the Winter Olympics were have started three years ago. We'll have, it started. No, Olympics will have restarted. In which <laughs> Winter Olympics are you referring to? In preparation for the upcoming yes, Winter Olympics. Yeah. The thing I learned yes. is related to figure skating. And it has to do with the name figure skating. Okay. So, the reason that figure skating is called figure skating is because back in the day, the goal of the sport was to draw figures or shapes or patterns oh, okay. onto the ice. And the precision and the beauty in which you made those carvings shapes, in the yeah. ice and the shapes in the ice was how you were judged. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it wasn't until relatively recently that the sport has shifted into this more athletic oh, okay. physical sport where it has these like jumps and spins and, and that sort yeah. of thing. So the name has just like, it's, it's stuck around, even though the sport is not really about that anymore. That makes sense because there's like figure eights, which I've heard of. That okay. People yeah, draw yeah. Yeah. On the floor. There you go. Yeah. Would there actually be like, d- not like actual designs on the ice? that you would like see how closely you can design it? Or is it basically just once you're done, they would look at it's kind of freehand and then they, and they assess it when you're done or like they assess it while it's happening. Oh, interesting. And then the shapes that they draw are, can be very quite intricate. Um, I know this is a podcast, but I can kind of just show you right here. Whoa. It's pretty wild. Those are crazy. Check out Cora.com slash figure skating. Brought to you by Cora. They give us no money. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you watch the, the whole Nathan Chang Nathan Chen. Chen, sorry. Nathan yeah, yeah, yeah. Chen. Nathan Wait, Chen. That was yeah. so exciting. Yeah. yeah. It was quite disappointing. And I think he was he would say the same, the the way that the prior Winter Olympics went for him. So right. it was really cool to see him like redeem himself this yeah. time around. Yeah. And get that gold. But I will tell you what is not going to be disappointing. It's our next guest. Oh yeah. Oh. Speaking of figures, right? I mean, if you want to talk about <laughs> you want to talk about shapely figures, mm. I am privileged to introduce uh, our next guest, born and bred in Perth, Australia, graduating from the University of Western Australia in electrical engineering and management. 
spending the next few years engineering electricity uh-huh. like Thor. Yeah. America's favorite Aussie. That's right. I said it, Hugh Jackman. America's favorite Aussie. Decided to then conquer the business world and received his MBA from the UCLA Anderson School of Management and worked in product marketing at a small startup company in Redmond, Washington called Microsoft. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with that oh, place. Oh, you are familiar. Yeah. Excellent. Before returning to his EE roots as an engineer, please welcome to the podcast, Beard Advocate, the fun time from Down Under, and the tooth hero himself, Mr. Rahul Nayer! Well, that wasn't awkward at all. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Kelsey, hello. Hello. Kelsey really likes to draw it out. I love it. He does. That was was a a hell of an intro. I appreciated the comments about my figure because since this is a podcast, no one can dispute that. I could be any shape or size whatsoever. It's up to the uh, imagination of your listeners. Yep. And that's why we chose this medium for ourselves. Excellent. Uh, Okay. So before we we dive into what you're uh, going to teach us today, Rahul, first question, how do you know Kelsey? Okay. Well, I want to clarify that I made no commitment to teach anyone anything today. Um, (laughs) Whatever whatever you might glean out of this, um, I mean, bully for you, but I'm I'm really here to just to just vent. As as I said to Kelsey, there's podcasts of what grown men do in the in the absence of therapy. Um, Kelsey and I know each other because we were at UCLA at the same time. So in uh, 2014, I packed it all up and I for a little while, and I came over to Los Angeles and I started my MBA. And Kelsey was in my class, and we got to know each other over those two years, and, and we've known each other ever since. Do you know when we met, Rahul? Because actually, I might. So it's all a blur, um, and nice. you could say whatever you want, and I don't <laughs> yes. think I could refute you. Um, yes. So go ahead and tell me what happened. So we were in a program uh, for entrepreneurship. We would go to these different startups around LA. Oh, Oh yeah, no, yeah. I we um there was the who are the donut people again? Um, uh, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme, yes, we the, the Krispy Kreme. Oh wow! We there was a kombucha startup we visited yep. in L.A. back when that was just a fledgling thing. By the um, way, that 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 uh, brand is sold like nationally. So anyway, we were at the person who kind of like helps organize these events's house, and I had heard about Rahul because we have a lot of mutual friends. And, and I remember when I first met him, I was like, he, he can't be that cool. Like everyone just, you know, I was like, I'm sure, whatever. Like he seems oh. like a perfectly fine person. So you were threatened. I was very threatened. Okay. So basically over time we got to know each other. Just honestly, I cannot imagine anyone who is more beloved in our business school than Rahul. Like he just made everyone feel very comfortable. And I think there's a reason why years after we graduated, like when I went to go visit Seattle, the first person I, I reached out to was, was like, I got to meet up with Rahul. And so we got to meet up. It was me, Rahul, and Andrew, actually, who yeah, yeah. was on a, a previous podcast episode. Mm-hmm. And we all just, we went out for drinks and just kind of painted the town red. It was a very, it was probably the last time before the pandemic hit that I got to spend some time with some of my business school friends. So yeah, I was, you, it was pretty, yeah, that was late 2019 before I came back. Um, Listen, Carl, like, well, we'll get into the detail of it later on. Business school was 
business school was great for just meeting new people. We had such a diverse group of people in our class. For sure. I've still got those friends to this very day. You know, seeing all of you doing so well and like, you know, jobs are going well and careers going well and, you know, all these kit little ones running around stuff. It's like, it's nice. It gives me a lot of hope for the future. It's, it feels uh, good to see you all happy. That's awesome, man. Well, actually, you kind of uh, teed it up, but our topic today is actually uh, a non-American, uh, or as I like to call them, Australians living in the United <laughs> States. Um, so, Rahul, you did mention that I think you grew up in Australia. Yeah. Um, I guess, what was your first impression of the United States? So, I had I moved to the U.S. in 2014, um, around the, you know, I think beginning of September, but that mm. wasn't the first time I had been to the U.S. actually. So oh, okay. that was not my first okay. fresh experience. Um, my first time in the U.S. was in 2011. My friends and I did a road trip across the U.S. So oh, I wow. started with, my sister was living there at the time. So she was living in Texas, uh, working in wow. the oil and gas thing. So I spent a bit of time with her in Houston, um, which was all right. And then we, we road tripped from um, – yeah, Houston is great, but like – anyway. You don't, you don't have to. Okay. You, you don't even yeah, care. You don't. Houston is we, – listen, we have no listeners from Houston. So listen, honestly – I, I, I can't say, but like this is the people. The, the people are lovely. But there wasn't – at the time, there wasn't a lot to do, right? Like I spent a week there. That was probably five days too many. But then I met up with my friends in <laughs> – I met up with my friends in uh, Austin, I believe. We grabbed our RV and the geodesic dome, uh, which we had to check all the pieces for. And then we road tripped um, over the West Coast, uh, stopped in a bunch of towns, uh, did the Vegas thing, which was interesting, did Burning Man, and then finished in San Francisco. So the, I'd already had that experience. Um, if I hadn't had that, then my most of my experience of the US would have been you know, all the American media that we consume, uh, which may, at that time especially was mainly uh, – uh, the Wire and Breaking Bad. Oh man, okay, those so, are wait. terrible, <laughs> terrible examples okay, of the so US. Th this but, road but, trip, going to Burning Man and all this stuff, and then yeah. The Wire and Breaking yeah. Bad. You're like, <laughs> let's go to grad school. Yeah, let's double down like, on this one. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, my my choice of uh, I, when I was looking at where I wanted to go, um, I like I applied for the big universities, and Los Angeles did seem like a lot of fun. Um, and it and it definitely proved to be my first impression of actually LA specifically was that it felt so much like everything I had seen in in films because so uh -huh. many films are filmed in Los Angeles, right? That's right. Like, and yeah, if you think hard. about the um, you know like the University Village south of the campus, it feels so much like a stereotypical what you would see in a university. There were the American police cars. There was a tiny cinema. There was everything. So everything just felt like a movie set. It really did, which which I, I tell you, I, I found a bit surreal at first, right? Like I thought, oh, this thing's going to be different. It's like, no, it's 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 all exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. There right. are so many films that are filmed at UCLA too that I feel oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, subconsciously yeah. Well, much well like now that too, right? you can imagine like so much stuff is filmed at Venice Beach and Santa Monica, which is where we spend so much time. So every time I mm -hmm. see just like a music video clip, it's like I know where that is. Like oh, I yeah. used to hang out there like you know with all that's, my friends. That's one hundred percent an LA thing because yeah, I do yeah, that yeah. all the time. Like car commercials, I'll be like, oh yeah, I know where that is. I used to work near there. Oh, like in downtown yeah, LA, yeah. like I could, you could, you just recognize some of the signs. That's that's Rahul being an uh, honorary LA year. 
the fact that he can recognize all these Correct. places. The fact yeah. that he has eyes and can recognize patterns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all it, it, does, takes. it does make you, you miss things. But uh, but yeah, like so so that was the that's definitely the first impression. And it was oh yeah, LA is huge. Right? Yes, it's it massive. It is so spread out, but the just the monumental size of it. Like I, later on a friend visited me for a visit and we were gonna do the tour on the bus. And they're like, Oh, there's like all these stops along the bus, like we'll be able to walk between one stop and another. I'm like, no, no, those stops are 15 blocks between each other, right? They need those <laughs> yeah. because LA feels like it feels like it's a small country into itself. Oh, I had one quick question. Um, yeah. So I know that you, it seems like you've been working exclusively, obviously in Australia, but what was the impetus to going overseas for grad school and what oh. other cities were you considering, whether so- in the US or other worlds? Yeah, so that is a. I'm going to do that business school thing. That's a great question, Kelsey. Thanks for asking. Oh, <laughs> I, I listen. So, I, I I don't care if it's a business school thing. I love to hear it. There we are. <laughs> the um. So in 2011, the Australian economy was doing really well. It was doing so well, in fact, that my, oh. our dollar was worth more than yours, and that never oh, happened. But it meant that my trip news. was so much cheaper when I was traveling around the, the US. Right. That's now, the only reason. Why. Yeah. No. 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 That was in 2011. Two years yeah. later, it all went to it all went to oh, hell. I no. work mainly in mining, and the price of iron ore just crashed. And in 2013, my the company I was at, they had like a couple of rounds of layoffs, and it wasn't just them. Across the board, everyone was doing really bad. Oh, wow. Now wow. I had been thinking about doing my masters for a while, doing business school, and I'd also gotten a bit of an itch, and I'd wanted to travel overseas, but I hadn't really done that as an engineer because up until that point, and even today. Perth is one of the best places to be an engineer. There's so much great work here. Like there's so much work and a lot of oh. technical complexity and core cool projects. But I really started thinking about, okay, now what am I going to do? And then I, a friend suggested, well, why don't you go, if you want to do both of those things, why don't you go overseas and study? I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. So I looked at schools in the UK and schools in the US. Um, mm-hmm. I decided on the US mainly because I wanted a place with better weather. But it was basically that just things weren't, like economically, things weren't going well over here, and and I'd had that itch that I wanted to travel. So so that's why. And there was always the. I mean, I did come back a bit earlier than I I meant to, um, for reasons well, I guess we'll go into a little bit later. But you know, right. the intention was to always come back. Um, but you know, like you two know this as well. Like you grow up in your hometown, but you want to travel somewhere else and do something mm-hmm. a bit different, right? I, well, yeah. see, I was going to say that's pretty ballsy of you because I mean. Jason and I grew up in the Bay Area where we are recording this very episode and we basically haven't really left. So that's a huge leap. Like it's like I, a whole different I thing. I wanted yeah. to I just, that's what fascinates me. That's why I wanted to talk to you about this actually, because yeah, it well, sounds like you well, just, were just in Australia we, your whole if life. If we talk about where you're recording, just for the benefit of you is I'd like to point out that I can see the studio they're recording in and it looks very much like Bo Burnham's inside. Um <laughs> Oh, okay. I actually haven't seen that, but seen it. it's good. But it looked it looked a lot like that. So if you like, so when you started singing, I was like, oh yes, there's gonna be some there's gonna be some amazing comedy in this too. Um, but yeah, no, it was it, for me. It was like I've grown up in Perth. I've lived in Perth my entire like my childhood to my adult life, and now I'm back and I'm really happy about it. But the five and a half years in the U.S. were like some of the best time, like except for some of the terrible stuff. Most of it was some of the best time of my life. Like everyone should try and get out for a little bit, oh, you know, away from home, and you know, just to figure out who they are, even if they do yeah. want to decide to return, right? For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of mentioned like the American police cars, but what other impressions did you have that were just really 
different or things that you were surprised that you had to get oh, used to? So my, my life is always a terrible scientific experiment because I'll change a whole bunch of things and not figure out why things are different, right? So it took me a while to figure out like, is it business school? Is it LA? Is it America? Like, why are these things? But there were definitely um, a few things about being in America I noticed. And it's subtle because Americans and Australians are quite culturally close, right? So the differences oh, okay. you don't pick up on, on until like you've been there for a bit, right? Right. And you've got all the you've got all the data under your belt. Um, um, Americans do not speak their mind as much as Australians do. They do uh, a lot okay. more than yeah. other cultures, um, mm-hmm. but they will you know they'll imply things just a little bit. Like they'll su- say they'll suggest something when they want you to do it. Or there's, and we saw this when we were recruiting as well. Like, if you're going to give someone some bad news, you've got to sandwich it between two pieces of good news, right? Right, right, right. That was oh. so. That that's definitely one thing. It's so crazy because I definitely know that I do that. Where if I have, if I want to say something or that's not as good, yeah, I'll you, definitely, you want to come across as like kind. Yeah, you just want to, yeah. you know, I want to still be liked Keep and stuff like that. Soft, but yeah. I think, but I, I thought Australians would be a little bit more in that vein or is that not true? Cause they're just, oh, I mean, we're, we're close, but Australians will say a little bit more on our, our mind than you, you do have to remember that in my country, we, we don't only just use the C word prolifically. Um, we will sometimes use that as a compliment, <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely going off the topic here. What else, what else was different about, uh, you fucking Americans. Um, <laughs> you, it, I, something, and I tried to figure out whether it was just our business school or maybe it was just the corporate world. Americans, they they sort of talk and define themselves by their jobs a little bit more than we do in Australia. Like oh, for it does sure. definitely happen here. Um, and I don't know whether yeah. it's because we just hung out in the in like you know the tech circles and everyone else, and no. everyone just talks about it all the time. But sometimes that felt like that, and I really just needed all my friends to like just disconnect. Like, okay, I get it. We all work in tech. Would you stop <laughs> it and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about something else? That's not. I don't think that is. Uh, That's not specific, specific to, tech. to tech. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. When you go to a party, like, and you don't know anyone, like the third the, thing I'll ask, the, it'll yeah. go name. What are you doing at the party? What do you do for your occupation? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's very. And I've caught myself doing this because there have been sometimes where they're like, "Oh, I, I'm in between things right now, and yeah, I yeah, just yeah. get flummoxed. I, I have no I idea don't, how to go. I don't before. ask the question. Yeah. Like once once I realized that that was something that everybody was doing and, and personally I don't really enjoy getting the question either. It's not yeah. that interesting. And, yeah. the, it, and it my my whole career thing is so complicated right, right, that right. it takes a while to, to, to explain right. it to people. Um, oh, I, so, I do remember once yeah. the, the career conversation with someone because it, it sometimes well I can understand too because sometimes you just want the point of commonality with someone. Right. And I remember being in an, an event in Seattle and this guy said, oh, I work in mining. And I got really excited because, you know, I'd worked in mining in Australia. And I carried uh-huh. on for a minute or so before I realized he actually meant data mining and not. <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's ground. Bitcoin Which mining. Which well, argue is harder. <laughs> I'm sure and then, they're doing and then fine. What, I mean, there's the, all the other stuff as well. Like healthcare is a bit funny in your country. You don't use the metric system. Um does Which that still bother you? I feel like that comes up a lot. Yes, I think as your country needs to convert to metric. It is it's a very strange <laughs> thing to use miles and whatever else is you do. Do you have a disdain in his voice? No, I'm an he's engineer, right though. He's an engineer from <laughs> this the perspective cra- of an engineer. No, remember, yeah. They they one they of the crashed Mars a spaceship. crashed. Yeah. yeah, no, it, right. it crashed because someone had imperial units and that's what it's called imperial. God, it even sounds non <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, what else it was? Oh, and then like politics got weird for a while, obviously there too. Right. 
like politics is weird everywhere, but being there yeah. for the, when Trump was elected um, and then for a good number of the Trump years was a surreal experience um, that I never want to repeat again. Yeah. Really? Nah? Well, that's interesting that as like a non-American that that also resonated. Yeah. 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 Impacted. Yeah. My, my friends over here in, in Australia were asking me, what the hell is going on over there? I was like, I, 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 I kind of get it, but it's all like, it is just a bizarre experience. It's funny because uh, I think the other thing too, people kind of boiled down the U.S. as if it's a very like things that happen in the U.S. are very localized. Even though for us, it's like if something happens in Georgia, for example, I'll have cousins from Hong Kong call me and be like, "Are are you okay? Oh yeah, you did. Did you hear you, about the shooting? And I'm like, that's literally no, like you, three thousand miles that way. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get like how much like we we get quite a bit of American news when the. Um, the financial crisis crap, and like we called it the global financial crisis, but we all knew about what was happening in the in the U.S. Yeah, most of the world is generally pretty aware of what happens in the U.S. because what happens there generally affects uh, the rest of us. Right, and you didn't want to come back when you heard about all this stuff. You just wanted to stay in Australia. No, no, I was I was fine. So I got back in for for other non-COVID reasons. I got back here in February of 2020, and then in March of 2020, everything really kicked off. And right. as much as I missed all of you, I did not have buyer's remorse that year. Like, yeah. <laughs> because especially um, – so Western Australia had this thing called the hard border and we basically locked down to the rest of the country. And you know, for the most part, we were able to go out and live our life more or less freely. Like we could go out to bars and restaurants and stuff without masks apart from a few small lockdowns. It, it, it was fine. And compared to what I kept seeing in the US with all of you like – couldn't oh, yeah. go out, you know, had to wear masks everywhere. Yeah. It would, must have been very strange for my American friends to see my Instagram stories of me clubbing. Oh, um, yeah. I, I saw that. I was which like, I had dude. no business doing being, <laughs> being a man in his early 30s. I should have been at home, you know, with a. No. But I mean, I was like, Rahul, you don't have an N95 mask on. No. <laughs> I could tell because you don't have a mask at all on. <laughs> no. um, I was going to say, also, so, good about, oh, uh, one more thing about the US I'd like yeah. to talk about. Um, just generally, the food was amazing. When I was at Los Angeles, the things that well, I yeah. ate out of trucks by the <laughs> gods. Like, no, I need I need to specify. If I had been hit by a food truck, I would not have pressed charges. I would have thanked them for their service and apologized for getting in their way. Right? Wow. And, no, it's 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 incredible. Um, and then the things you do with food, like they're absurd, and the portion sizes are far too large. But like, <laughs> like at the first time you, the first time you hear about chicken and waffles, and you see someone pouring syrup, and like this is this is ridiculous. What's going on? And then you have one bite, and like son of a bitch, you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, and then when I was in in Seattle, like the, the like there's a there were great seafood markets and everything else. The food was great there as well. Yeah, I, I there was a reason I got heavier, and I have no regrets about that because. Everything was yummy. Um, nom, 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 nom. So I guess let's fast forward a bit because I think your business school experiences sounded lovely, whether it be our gigantic portions, our <laughs> lovely use of the imperial system, and the massive amounts of freedom that you got to enjoy from the United States. But after graduating, because now you are uh, gainfully employed, you're going to go oh, move to Oh, can I say one, one, one thing yes, about business school before we go on? Yeah. Okay. If you're ever going to study commerce or management or business, my one recommendation to you is to start do an ethics unit. All right, we did the there was an ethics unit at the end of our class, and some of the things that our professors said 
or that came out of the mouths of people I had thought I had known for years was just crazy. <laughs> like, you really like, oh, so this is why people don't like people in business and, and think that MBAs are a bunch of wankers. We said that. I had like, there were some bizarre things that happened. We had a lecturer who had worked for, I think he'd worked for Arthur Anderson during, during the Enron uh-huh. uh, whole kerfuffle. And he taught the Enron case. And he said, and, and we thought, oh, this will be good. We'll get a good insight. And he just kept going, oh, no, it was just accounting errors. Like, oh, no. And we, we didn't mean, we, we, we were going to show the documents that day anyway. And we're all sitting there going like, what the hell is going on? Oh, and then there, was, there were a few other times. I had, we had one person talking about how, you know, minority groups need to have their voices amplified. Right. And he was started off by saying like, yeah, because minority groups, often their voices don't get heard because there are so few of them. Um, and it means that you know that their their viewpoint isn't seen, and that you know their right you know their rights might disappear, right as well, or might life yep. might be harder for them. It's like, Mwah, great, good thing, good thing to hear, <laughs> right? For example, he said, um, I often feel that the one percent um, are often disrupted <laughs> in the media. And wow, I remember I mean, someone else turned around and said, like, I was with you until that point. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And these are the things that got like, got like said. So listen, biz- the, the, there's a whole bunch of stuff you could talk about business got, and I'm sure all your other, all everyone else you've interviewed has has their take on it too. But for the love of God, like, well, study ethics because you should later on in life know the ethical models that you want to work towards, so that someone else doesn't get you to do something you you regret later on. But also, the shit that comes out of people's mouths. <laughs> study it. It just- is just yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to bring that up. I'd made some notes about things I wanted to talk about, and that was definitely one of them. So thanks, I, Kelsey. No, I'm, I'm I feel glad. Like, yeah, I didn't. I, you know, I do get the. I've heard the metric system complaint a lot. The uh, corruption of moral ethics. I don't get that as much about the difference about America, but I unfortunately can see the perspective, Rahul. If, if you want um, me to talk a bit more about it, I have to insist on doing it in my Bane voice. I've got a mug here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <in> the mug. <laughs> That's why you got the mug. Um, yes. Well, I did. I did want to ask um, because I think there is a distinct difference between going to business school being in the states because you talk about having such a unique experience in business school. But the fact that you stayed in America after graduating, yeah, was yeah. that? How was business that school is not a representative of the representative of business school yeah. is not the real world. Business school was yeah. lucky for me because coming to a new country, I suddenly had all of these awesome friends. Right. right. So like, how you know, was... we, so so then I moved to so after that I'm in twenty sixteen, um right. I moved to Seattle. Um yeah, and I got the job with, with Microsoft there. And that was that felt more like a moving to America experience, right? In terms right. of like starting a new job, having to build rebuild some social networks from scratch and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So how how was that? Yeah. So, so Seattle is different to LA. Um one of the big things that hit me about Seattle. Um, compared to Los Angeles, Los Angeles is very diverse, very ethnically diverse. I see, I see some nodding there, so thanks. But when you get to Seattle, um, Washington State is not. It is, it is, not. It is quite Caucasian. Yeah. It is ah. incredibly so. Um, I remember, the, <laughs> yeah. I remember once sitting down in a meeting and looking across like the, the larger team, and there was about you know fifty people in that room. It looks like I don't think I can count the number of people of color on one hand like how the hell did this happen like so that was that was an interesting experience too oh also something that i'm gonna i'm gonna jump around 
too bad. Um, the <laughs> something that really helped me was that I was unable to work for the first two months when I got there. My visa documents got bounced in the mail twice. And so oh, wow. you actually need in, in the US you actually need like a physical paper card before oh. you can start to work. Um, now this was terrible at the time because I didn't know when my document was going to come in the mail. It was just like every day the anxiety of checking the, the letter box and not seeing it there and wondering what the hell I was going to do. But it allowed me to explore more of Seattle on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ended up going to some other events and meeting people who would become the core of my friend group there. So when I a lot of people who, who move to like a new city for tech, like they'll move there on a Saturday, they'll start work on a Monday, and the, the, the people who they know are just going to be the people they know who through work. Right. So because of that, I ended up getting to know a lot of people outside of that. So I think that really helped me in wow. my time in Seattle too, to have a more well-rounded group of people around me, right? And not just be focused on on work and, and people in the tech industry. In fact, yeah, yeah. I'm, as I was saying, I'm, I'm hoping to be back at the end of this year. Um, I'm going to be officiating a wedding for one of them. Really? Which will be a lot of fun. I may or may not be dressed like the dude from The Big Lebowski. We haven't decided that yet, <laughs> but I will be helping two people get married. Yeah. So that was that was really nice. Um, I mean, and then so... it was sort of like, and then, it, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. No, I was just going to say that's like the opposite of my experience. So I, I, I actually also after, well, this is after undergrad, I worked at Microsoft and yeah, it's exactly like you described. I basically showed up on the very last minute and then I started work right away. And all of my friends were just the people that I met on my team and then people that I met on adjacent teams. Really? So everyone I knew was just a person who worked at Microsoft and I feel like it was somewhat limiting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I like, I had good friends at Microsoft too and I, you know, still love them to this very day and things. But when you move to a a new place for work and especially when like tech the work is so taxing and you don't really get a lot of downtime like all the people you know are just people you know through your job which is a bit of a shame because it stops you from really getting to know a city right yeah yeah i can imagine that when i was doing consulting you know we would go to some you know pretty interesting locales but honestly all you would see is the inside of a office building right like like a conference you talk about your consulting friends and like all these nice hotels but like you're really just working from them right you don't get to really enjoy it not at all and and, and that especially stops a place from feeling like home like you know that you've ever heard of the theory of the third place right that you like Mm -hmm. you have your work in your home but you need somewhere else where you don't have to be where you can interact with other people where you know you can just be a human being right what was your um, third place, Rahul? Um, probably the, the Seattle market, um, the, the Pike Place Pike market. Pike Place, yeah, yeah. I yeah. lived quite close to Pike Place market, and wow. I did a lot of my – I loved going down there and like just going for like a wandering lunch. So I'm just going to yeah. get a whole bunch of things to nibble and then do my shopping and then come back. Like I think that's one of the things I loved doing that, that I, I wish I, I could do something like that here. So it was, Seattle was a, a very much like that. At the same time, and I'm going to go back, back to it then, not really racially diverse. Needed yeah. to definitely improve that. There was some weird, <laughs> there was some weird ass behaviors. And then obviously when, when you decided to like, you know, fuck democracy, let's hire a clown. That, that was a weird time. It was, there, there's this beautiful six months between Pokemon Go coming out. Nice. When everyone thought the world was a great place. Oh, was And great. then Trump getting elected and like, okay, well, we're all doomed, I guess. But it was, when we, when we talk about like diversity and inclusion, it's a, when people have not grown up with diversity around them, it does lead to some very weird behaviors, whether it's like misconceptions, microaggressions, everything else there. So that was a part of, that was a big part of the day to day. 
Like there were some, my, my friends had some very not great interactions, you know, based upon that too. Uh, and while it's changing and like, you know, people are trying to change and, you know, in tech, at least we had our circles of a lot of international people. So we could all support each other. But sometimes maybe that, I, I maybe that affected people's ability to sort of like feel like a place was home too. Right. It's a, it's not a, it's not a great feeling. Yeah. Cause you had to stay in your pockets basically. Yeah. And so you can just like pretty, pretty much actually yeah. to backtrack to that. I remember the international students saying that, you know, all the socializing we had with these big loud parties and for all of these international students who English was a second language, it was really difficult to sit down and get to know other people right. and, oh, and yeah. included when it was just yeah. like everything at maximum volume all the time, which is why like sometimes they sort of like stuck to groups of like other people from their country. There was a familiarity too, but it, it didn't always help to like try to get to know people when you were like, you know, struggling to understand them and, and English wasn't your first language. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll say that a lot of the international friends that I still have now, I actually got to know them in the pods. So basically in the library, there would be these pods where you could have study groups. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the closest friends that I have that are international students, I got to know them because we would just be in pods for like four hours working, working on a case together. or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we just which got is, to which know would, each other. Which is going to happen yeah. anyway. When you end up working on a project with someone for an entire quarter, then like you're going to get to know them. But, you know, Kelsey, don't you think it's, it's weird that like the, if you're international students, friends, like that's how you met them. You couldn't like at any of the stuff that was supposed to be social. That it was really like it's you, that you knew they fun. were there, but you yeah. couldn't really like have a conversation yeah. with them and get to know them. Totally. I, I actually have yeah. that, you know, I always thought like, oh, you know, why didn't they interact more? You know, they should be taking advantage of it. But I was just thinking, shit, if I went to France and I only spoke you would English, just be like in your little, I would yeah. just be the dude who all the French people would be like, why isn't he trying harder? Like whatever, <laughs> you know, like, so it's like sometimes when you're immersed in like an area that you are comfortable in you're just like well why isn't everyone else comfortable with this very yeah, 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 yeah. easygoing right. area so yeah no you gotta I, think I about agree. and it's something i thought about a lot when in seattle when i was working for microsoft it's like it's the difference once again this comes from a meme it's the difference about of fitting in versus belonging versus an environment making you act a certain way yeah so yeah. that you you know sort of slot in there versus like oh this is where i can be my I can be my general, you know, my authentic self, my, my authentic self. Yeah. And, and people accept me for that. And we all sort of celebrate that. I, yeah. I don't want to move off the subject unless, uh, but I did, you did allude to that. Even the work culture itself between America and Australia might be different. Yeah. Please elaborate. Okay. So I will, and I don't think this is across all jobs in America. I get that. I, once again, terrible scientific experiment, right? Like what was the choice? But I felt like this was a lot in tech. For me, uh, this is a point where we, we start getting a bit heavy about things. Um, for me, the, the work culture was not great for my mental health. <laughs> that's actually that's, – mm. that's, that's putting it lightly. It was <laughs> shit. Um, mm. I, I'll bucket into a couple of things. Firstly, it was, it was the racism. Mm. Um, I felt that like you know, orgs try to say that they are fixing that, but then like are you trying to or – are you just trying to make it look like you are? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. There was even, because in the, the years I was there, there was definitely a lot of, you know, when you get feedback, but other people wouldn't get that feedback, right? Like yeah. someone says something about you and it's like, you would not say that to anyone else, but you're saying that to me, right? Um, you know, th things like that also. And then even people, I, that was a strange thing. So I obviously, I was born in India, grew up in, a, grew up in Australia. So 
in in the US, a, a great thing was that people would be like, he's either going to sound American or he's going to sound Indian. And then I start talking and the confusion on their face. I love that. But people will always try to tell you, they'll think of you as not as Australian as their white Australian friends. Yeah. Like, and that came up professionally. Like I had, I had people try, try to like talk about that. And I was like, wait, we are, where did that come from? We're in a workplace. So, so racism was one of them. Um, I'm going to ramble on this, Kelsey, so you've got to wave at me so I don't do that. Uh, pol- politics was another one. Like, workplaces are just very political. And it's, you know, mm. I'm not saying there's not politics in, in other workplaces or here in Australia, but it was, it was incredibly, it just zapped a lot of good energy, mm. right? That we're not, we're focused more on like everyone positioning each other rather than the work that's at hand, mm-hmm. right? It, uh, then it was the lack of work life balance. Yeah, basically, you end up just working, trying to catch up on weekends, trying to catch up after work, and you just don't have that boundary. Um, and then finally, I don't really think I got a lot done. And it wasn't for lack of trying, but like everything was always being restarted or reset or things that you needed. Turns out, like, you know, they weren't there, that you were going to be promised and weren't. That I, might be I more of a Microsoft problem than actually, a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, a it tech problem. It was always problem. a thing, like, over here. <laughs> Like when I work, I can generally count on people to get things done, but if, or if they can't keep me in the loop as to why that's not the case. That's not a surprise, but we just, I could pick, I think I could pick any one year that I've worked as an engineer and I've probably gotten more done in the real world than like all the time I was at Microsoft. Really? Um, so those four things are like, after a while, they really drain you. And I didn't, I didn't do the right thing, which is to say that. I thought that I needed to change and I needed to just like ride it out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So when I got that, when I was getting that feedback that they wouldn't give other people, I was like, okay, well, I'll just change myself, right? Right. Rather than, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> yeah. not to call you a dumbass, but maybe maybe the problem is actually you, not me, right? <laughs> like, so I tried to, I, I tried to, to change myself and what it ended up doing was taking a massive toll on my mental health. Mm. Yeah. I guess, do you think that's America specific or was it like corporate culture specific? Or and, and is that's it a... a different thing. I think it's, I think it was very tech specific. Mm. I think a lot of tech companies, it's definitely like that. I don't know if it was necessarily America specific. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I, it's difficult for me to say because once again, my experience is very narrow in a very specific, in one company, in one field, in one area. So it was a. Yeah. I know the Americans generally define yourselves by your jobs a little bit more than other parts of the world, but right, right, right. Yeah, Americans have a bit We're more pretty work obsessed. Yes, yeah. they have a bit more of a priority on work versus the life part of the work life balance. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'll I'll admit, like you know, my experience has in the past been more work than life, but I'd say that yeah. like currently, I'm like it's it's a bit more balanced as I'd say. But it's weird because I think to Rahul's point. It's more of the individual taking more onus on taking back a bit of that work-life balance rather than, you know. Yeah. The system actually being thoughtful. Well, yeah. I mean, but again, <laughs> I actually, I think the company I work for is, they're, they're quite thoughtful, but I, I would say they're more exceptional than the norm. So... Do you, well, do you, how much of that do you think is because you've reached a, a different like phase of your life where you have kids and like all these other things going I think on? So then it's like, right. I think it's 100% it, the my, that, but I think there's also a bit of, it's unfortunate to say, but the company needs to give you that ability to, to choose the life portion of the balance. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It, you, need to, you need to actually have the space to breathe, right? And when a company is just, and, and for all of us, like 
any of the positive changes we make in our lives, like we always make them later than we should, right? Right. But I think especially for work is that you don't realize how much that presses down onto you until you get a bit of a space away from it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people get stuck in like in work thinking that, oh, if I just keep powering through, I will like I'll get this reward at the end and they don't get that you don't get that time to reflect. Yeah. Um and that's maybe just a, a, a something in modern life as well is that we don't get that time to ourselves to reflect and step away and think, actually, you know what, this is not this is not okay. Like while this is happening to me, this is not my responsibility to resolve. There are other things that need to change and if they don't change, maybe I just need to be somewhere else. Yeah. I had a similar experience in consulting as well. I think I, I, I even remember actually I think I I think I talked to you yeah. actually after that. Mm-hmm. But I had a similar experience where I was on a project and basically was running myself ragged. And it's just like, it, you just felt like you were getting pushed more and more and more in consulting. And again, yeah. like there, there's obviously trade-offs that you make. Um, but yeah, at the but, time, but it was just... It's a way of sort of nickel and diming every every spare yeah. moment of energy out of you. And you're like, there's no, there is no point to this. Like it right. really, it, it really isn't helping anyone. Like two things I think of is like at the end of the day, when I, when I like look back on my life and go, okay, well, this is it. Like, am I going to remember all the PowerPoint decks I made or am I going to remember all like, you know, the happiness I felt with my friends and family, right? It's the PowerPoint decks. Um, <laughs> the PowerPoint. Actually, it's there are the a few Some of those transitions. I, like, I mean, yeah. Actually, if you've ever been to a, a drunk PowerPoint party, those are fun. I might remember a few of those. I've done some great ones. They, they've, they've been awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. PowerPoint um, parties where they actually build PowerPoints. Yeah, yeah. While you're, yeah. Well, you've yeah. done those, right? Partying, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember the first one I gave was on, which, which shouldn't surprise you at all, was on, on life lessons from Star Trek. That was a lot of fun. But, <laughs> like, I remember, but I'm not, but you need to step away. And also, I had a chat with, um, well, I took a bit of a break from, I, uh, I'm transparent. I took mental health leave. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, while I was there, I, I met up with one of my friends, and his his wife was telling me, like, yeah, you know, I, I I see what you mean. Like, you've got to have that day to day joy because I worked really hard. I put on all the hours, and then I got promotion. I got paid more, and I felt great about that for about two weeks, yeah. and then mm. it all went to shit again. Right? Like, work is work, right? Like, like at my work, you know, we, you try to do a good job and you go a little bit above and beyond, but you've got a life to live, right? You're not a machine. You're not a cog. Right. I mean, it, so actually, to highlight that, do you think that on the whole, Australia? embraces it a bit more because again you mentioned it was more tech related but there is still a distinction by region i think as a a general thing talking to my talking to my american friends or those living over there versus here in australia i think that there is a better focus on work-life balance and Mm. it really can depend upon the 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 sector you're in like the work sector in your company and everything else they can be quite quite diverse but i think as a if you want to just like as a general yeah it's better here Got it. We should move to Australia, I think is what I'm being told. Yeah. But I'm wondering if like, I wonder how things will change over time. Well, it sounds like, it does sound like there are some changes happening in your country. Like the fact is when we talk about that pause function that gives you time to reflect, like a lot of people were like working from home and when they didn't have to be in the office, they suddenly realized, wow, like my workplace is not a great space. Or they ended up doing work, focusing more on their side hustles or other things and realized that like, no, I'm not going to go back to this this job we, we talk about everything like not just in our sectors but like that's you like know, an, but the, that i feel like resonations yeah. too but that's why the companies are so eager to get people back in yeah right I think so. because this yeah. wasn't like what they wanted this is not ideal at all right, right? Right, right in perfect capitalism people are there so that people can feel the 
the power of their labor force, right? <laughs> yeah, on a daily basis, right? Like that's a thing. <laughs> that's insane. But I, yeah, I guess that's true. Because otherwise, they'll just be like, I don't know, starting podcasts and talking to their friends from Australia. You know? Yeah. Like, otherwise, they'll just be like, Listen, well, the tech, the, yeah. the, the, the tech industry is not for want of people starting podcasts. Let's let's. Yeah, yeah, pro- fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, the other thing too is I remember there was a few international students from Japan. Now, if you want to talk about work-life work balance, balance oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I yeah. was shocked. So, so, we talk about Japan and Korea. Oh, like man. They work some crazy hours, right? Oh, yeah. There was uh, one time it was a quote someone said. I said, oh, what, what are the typical hours you work in Japan? He said, I work from 9 to 11. And my idiot brain went, <laughs> wow, wow, you only have so to work short. two hours a day? <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. It's from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, So, th- yeah, they must have thought that we're a bunch of slackers. Yeah, right? we're just, oh, okay. they're just like 12 hours, no lunch. <laughs> what do you do with your extra two hours then? <laughs> um, so, I guess this leads to the next question, Rahul. Like, what prompted you to rationalize coming back to Australia or staying in the U.S.? Ah, okay. So, this is a, once again, great question. Uh <laughs> Wow, you got two of those. The answer is not... Okay, I want to preface everything by saying what I'm going to tell you. Um, remember, I am I am safe. I am happy. I still have all of my friends. This story will have a happy ending, okay? Mm. So don't worry. Now, let's say... Let's get to the beginning of 2019. And I had had a particularly rough second half of the previous year where I had done a lot of overtime and everything else, and then the projects just hadn't panned out. It's more like we'd put on all this effort and then it, like, especially in marketing is like we built all this marketing stuff and then it turned out that the product wasn't like up to scratch, mm-hmm. right? My mental health started really going downhill. Um, it was at the point where I'd, I'd like to, I, how would I put this? I'd say that the plane crashed in about March and that between March and May, it was skidding along the ground. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time, or I really thought if I just kept working, like things would get better. Mm-hmm. But, I was I was pretty good at hiding it, um, and also, frankly, like when I tried to talk to my boss and management about it, I, I don't think they were particularly helpful either. The um, and I'm going to need you both to move occasionally so that I don't think it's frozen. No. And I'm just pouring my thing. Go swing back and forth. Yeah, we'll just right do here. a little sway. Right but yeah, my mental health just basically ugh, it, it was the worst that's ever been, wow. um, and it really was affecting me physically too. Like I lost a lot and you know how much i love my food oh you love I lost it. a lot of weight loves it um i remember trying to donate blood and they wouldn't take it because my blood pressure was too high <laughs> they told me to sit sit aside for half an hour and come back and then it was even higher right wow. so like this this physical stuff the, this the mental stress was really and i just got to a point where i just i was for the most part i was depressed mm. um so then i had a, a short holiday uh went to a friend's wedding which was great went to new york um, which is an amazing city, and came back, um, had a day in the office, and then the second day I woke up that morning and I was, I sort of disconnected, and I did a very silly thing. And I'm very lucky that that didn't work. Um, apparently I'm functionally immortal or something like that, but it didn't work. Mm. Um, and I was able to get to the emergency room, and I was in the mental, I was there for a few days in the mental health ward and I went on uh, medical leave for a couple of months. Did a lot of therapy, did a lot of thinking, had all of my friends. So once again, talking about your friend group, like 
to this day, I cannot be more thankful for the beautiful people I have in my life who were like every day that I was in the mental health ward, like ev not, not just every day, every visiting hour session of every day, I had people coming visiting me, wow. right? Wow. Like my brother-in-law came over and he stayed, he stayed there for the, for all the time I was in, in hospital and then stayed with me for a, a week afterwards, right? All my friends came and saw me, like they really, they really helped me. Um, but I think that in the few months after that, when I really like, you know, was deconstructing what happened, like it was at the point I was like, it's, I cannot stay. My, my mm. intention was always to stick around for like, you know, spend five years working at, at Microsoft and then come back, right? After I got some good experience and, you know, and then come home and do something with all of that. But I thought this isn't worth it. Like I should really just come back. Yeah. So I went to work for a couple of months. I told my boss like transparently, like, listen, I really don't think I'm going to stick around after the end of this year. Um, and I was able to get some space, space there, especially when you know you're leaving a job, it's way less stressful, yeah. right? Um, but that's that was basically it. So I finished up at the end of um, 2019, had some time in the US before I had to, because you get a, a bit of grace period on your visa mm. uh, before you have to leave. So I had a nice month or so where I spent time with uh, time with my friends and closed out things and uh, got a giant ass tattoo, which, uh, you know, the things you do in a crisis, right? <laughs> like, yep, I'm just going to get a giant tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then I, and then I came back home. So, and then, and then I came back to Perth and then COVID happened. Right? <laughs> uh, but that was, that was basically it. Like at the end of the day, and it was especially when I got back to Microsoft, it wasn't just that the way the environment was, I just didn't see it materially changing. Mm a lot yeah and, and that's the thing like it's not my job to change you right like it might change but it's like this is not my responsibility right not yeah. my monkeys not my circus um i don't know if you said that in, in, <laughs> over there it's over it's like like i i'm just gonna go somewhere that's uh the things are a bit the you know the environment's pretty good yeah and you know like it was sad leaving but yeah. here's the thing and it's not even just and that's what i talk about knowing you kelsey and knowing everyone else is that right. like in life, I have been very privileged. The people I have are just spectacular, yeah. right? Like I have just managed to acquire, and even if they move in and out of my life, and as shit as the world gets, knowing that they're out in the world doing, you know, doing their thing and being happy, like that's the thing that really gives you hope. Yeah. Um, so I think that, like you know, like having those people around. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just, I think I'm just really lucky that I've got such good people in my life. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's it's just kind of crazy to think that you can get to that point. But again, like I, I remember, well, I remember when we met up. Something you said, I remember you saying this, and it, w and it was really true because I had this conversation with a lot of people. Um, you said like you wouldn't thought that could be something that that would happen to me oh, because I always sure. seem like such a happy guy. Yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. to be cards on the table, it's not just like this just happened. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that like has happened in my life that like my mental journey has gone up and down and so like you'll be having to know therapy is now a regular thing for me this podcast is just for fun yeah. but the um <laughs> but like you and i said it, but i got really good at hiding it and yeah. and when i spoke to people like a few of my friends at work later on they were like shit like how did we not see this like yeah. the two big things that people didn't said were i i know someone who's been through this or i've been through this myself right so let's let's just get it out there. We got to destigmatize mental health, right? Because right. everyone has been through this, or you know someone who's like who's been through it. Like I knew two other people who had taken mental health leave at Microsoft as well, yeah. like in my close friend circle. Uh, and the other thing is that like, oh well, like how did we not see this? And you you don't know always know what the science look out for, right? Or you know that yeah. like people can seem happy or they'll be up and down, but like you don't know how close they are. And then also 
on my part, like I did a good, really good job of hiding it, mm. right? You could have come and visited me then. I can tell you now, and you're 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 a smart dude, right? And you you're very empathetic. You you know you know. Don't shake that hand. <laughs> take, take the compliment. You know it's true. Okay. Anyway, but like you might, you probably wouldn't have spotted it either. Yeah. Right. You would have because I was doing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Human beings' ability to plow energy into not admitting they have a problem is outstanding, and I I was a very good example of that. Yeah. Well. I mean, and so I guess being back in Australia now, and hopefully things have started to normalize a bit. Like, do you feel like you've kind of maybe that's a very God, general term? I, I, no, I say when you say normalize, once again, well, life is a terrible scientific experiment. So I get back to Perth, and I was like, okay, but I'm a new person, like in a sense, like I've got the new outlook, and like I, I've done all of these lessons on the person I want to be, and now I'm back into the the old environment, and I'm got to get to know the city and get to meet people, and it will be, you know, and and you know, and, and get to know my, my home city. And then a few weeks later, Perth is like, no, you're not. Everyone locks down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's going out. Like 2020 was not a normal year. Right. But it was weird because like the ba- terrible thing that happened in 2019, A, got me out of the US and back to Perth, which was a good place to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And B, I had done all the mental health stuff. So while it was a terrible year for everyone generally, I was like, I've already played this game oh, on hard mode. Yeah, you're you're right? on, you're like, like a you know, veteran. I already <laughs> yeah, I already yeah. know exactly I'll, what I need to like. Oh, I'm feeling down. This is what I need to yeah, do. Yeah. Oh, like you know, I'm sitting I'm sitting in the yeah. foxhole like the new recruit you're in Ruffles prepped. right next yeah, to me, yeah, going yeah. like, "This is your first time. <laughs> this is your first time. I, You'll never forget your first time." There there is a when you come back to your home after a couple of years, you, you talk about re, repatriation. Right, right. Like a lot of people can struggle with that, but so you've got to have an open mind that the city you come back to. Is not the city you left. It's going to be different. Right? Yeah, and I, I was know. only gone for five and a half years. I can't imagine what it's like for people who are away for like 10 oh. years or 15, oh. right? Mm. What a great, but, that's a great but quote. Felt really, like but it felt really good. I came back to my my old company, which I, you know, and I, I loved working for them before. So I was really happy to come back to them again. Mm. Um, and it helped that I knew people there and, you know, they're all, they're all pretty hilarious and like my, my kind of people. Um, you know, I, you know, and then slowly I started to getting, getting to know the city more, you know, making new friends here um not just falling back into the old path about like okay so now what do i want to do you know yeah. like what do, what do i want to what do i want to do in my life who do i want to surround myself why with you know how do i want to date what volunteering do i want to do what other hobbies do i want to have like it's been and all in all it's been pretty good so far yeah i've really enjoyed being back home i honestly i've i've no other better way to wrap that up that was lovely yeah, no, imagine. that was that was great. That was like the whole story. I'm happy that you shared all that, honestly. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's a I mean okay. I do have one one tiny thing I could tell a little anecdote that I do enjoy. Yeah. Um it was about when I got out of the hospital. Oh, let's hear mm-hmm. it. So I mean every, everyone had looked after me. They'd done a great job of doing that, right? Um and then I got out of the hospital and I came back to the I came back to my apartment where it had happened. Mm. And I felt like, okay, now what? Like I, I, I started to feel really depressed and down. And I was like, you know, and even just like the thought of like having to like, you know, my first night in the apartment, it was, it was, it, was, it, it made me feel really nervous. Mm-hmm. It was making me feel really anxious. But I got this alert on my phone and it said, um, listen, you got two tickets for this event. Um, like this event that, that, that's on tonight. And I remember I'd bought them ages ago. Oh, wow. I thought, you know what? I'm actually going to go go out. So, and my my brother-in-law was with me, and he's um, a great guy, but also a bit of a square. Um, <laughs> and so I say to him, and I say, "Hey, I know this this might be a bit of an unusual thing to ask, 
have you ever heard of the insane clown posse? And okay. he says, is that a, he says, he says, is that is is that a circus? And I'm like, oh, we're definitely going. <laughs> you took your brother-in-law to an insane clown posse And so concert? I took my brother-in-law oh my along God. to an ICP event. And I got to wow. tell you, the two best live events I've ever seen in Seattle were Oakley Doakley, the death metal tribute band to Ned Flanders. They were outstanding. <laughs> and also, and also, I would like to say maybe this. Also, ICP. Wow. That, like the acts leading into into um, Insane Cloud Posse being on were great, and then they were spectacular. And and I'll tell you something. Even if I knew that my brother and I, brother-in-law and I, standing so close to the stage would meant we were going to get absolutely soaked with Fago. <laughs> even if I had known that was going to be the case, I still would not have warned my brother-in-law about it. <laughs> I would have let it happen. Um, and so I had a great night, and he got to do something he didn't normally oh, do. Um, and I felt really good about coming back home, and it was just this great thing to like, for all of the like misery of that past week and a half, like it was mm. nice to just end it on this on this like very happy and also quite insane hence hence the eye in the their name, name yeah. um this this insane night um so that was good and then a couple of days later uh he went back home and i don't know how much of that he told my sister yeah. But, <laughs> well, yeah anyway what a, what a, what a, i don't know what i'm trying to say with that but i just i think that's just funny and i think that sometimes sometimes things just work out in a good way and um yeah, I, I'm not necessarily down with the clown, but I would, um, I would consider it in the future. Down with the? What does it mean to be down with the oh clown? Boy. I have a lot to, I have a lot <laughs> oh to God, explain. Gotta... There's a bunch. <laughs> I did a lot of Wikipedia researching after I talked to Rahul about this. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, uh, that's an actual phrase I people will, use. I will. Oh no, we will discuss this <laughs> as an, on another episode. But um, I would, I would like to say, Rahul, we have learned so much from you. Yeah, and I feel like there's so much more to there's learn. There's so much more, so much more. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now, it's time for your pop quiz, my friend. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So, your first game is going to be called Top 5. So, I would like to ask you, what are your top five tips for living in America? Um, I didn't do this. I managed to survive without it. But get an American driver's license. Yeah. Public transport is not great in a lot of cities. Yeah, that's um, true. It was better in Seattle than LA, but not that. And also, just the cities are big and spread out and huge, so you're going to need a drive. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, go and eat everything. Eat everything, mm-hmm. uh, as I've said already. Number three, um, only eat half of what's on your plate. Don't eat the entire <laughs> serving size. So go and graze, but just, don't like it. You know, it's just a, a health tip. Um, <laughs> uh, number four, if you get to a new city. Do a walking tour of the city, like on your own. Spend a couple of days and walk around and get to feel it on the ground level. Um, I did that with Los Angeles, and you, you can imagine what a hell of an exercise yeah. it was for that. But I did the same with Seattle too, and I really felt like I knew the city and absorbed it more, and I felt like later on it felt more like home um, mm-hmm. because I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number five... What do you, what do you think my number five should be? Uh, you two, you two will be hearing hearing me. Well, like what what do you think it is? Don't look at Microsoft. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, that's a tip from me. Wow. actually. there you right. go. Yeah, there right. you go. Let's, I, I won't glowing, put I won't put that glowing, on you. That's a tip from me. But, I, yeah. I will say it's about the walking tour. I actually think that's an amazing tip. But I think like maybe yeah. the fifth one should be like go to an ICP show. Yeah, there you go. 
go to a local oh yeah go check out Maybe? some live music yeah. Yeah. oh actually i'll give a more serious one although that's a really good one <laughs> nice. and that, which you have to, now that you've said it you have to you have no, to live have it to you have it. to do it, it. You oh, have to no. take Kelsey. <laughs> yes you do no i say listen I, I think with anywhere else okay you, you know you asked me about like you know my general thoughts on america and everything else but yeah. like not everything is going to be a stereotype and not everything is going to be like neat or just one way mm-hmm. right so if you're if it takes you a while to find your you know to find the people who you gel with to find the place that you are comfortable with like make the effort and take the time to do that right uh, don't feel like you have to fit in somewhere else there'll be somewhere where you will be welcome and i think that's a great thing the nice thing about america like especially at, yeah yeah i think back to like us at ucla like there are so many lovely accepting people right yeah. like you'll mm-hmm. you know i found them there you can always find them again yeah. That's just good. That's just good life advice, really. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you passed that one. What do you think, Jason? That was great. great. Very clean. Lovely. Yeah. Well, you passed the first game of many games, so congratulations. But there's still more to come. Our next game is called mm-hmm. Either Or. So I'm going to give you two options, and all you have to do is pick one. Okay. All right. First one is Los Angeles or Seattle. Oh shit! That's a difficult. Well, yeah. um, These are supposed to be hard, Robert. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna split the difference yeah. and say Portland. Hey, Jay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. He, Wasn't expecting he that. Found but the wow. mean. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Best part: Good hiking, no sales tax. Best part: no explanation needed. Just Portland. Portland. <laughs> yeah. Although the weird thing about Portland is, I've never had to leave a park uh, because the white supremacists were marching, and then I went to Portland. Um, but apart from that one blip, Portland was a lovely place to visit. Wow. Except for that one time when I had to leave a park because the white supremacists were. Can marching. I say anyway? Next. Can question. I say something? That one time—that's too many times. That's yeah, just way too many times. <laughs> wow. The, this next one seems very, very mild. This compared one's to tame that compared to that. Answer, um, yeah. Hi-fi or lo-fi music? Lo-fi, of course. Especially working from home, lo-fi has very much been my thing. Man, he so he sends me mm. just these these like hour-long tracks of lo-fi music and i swear i'm like more focused than i've ever been with really? any of my work it's crazy it's just instrumentals of like animes that we both watch or something oh, it's just, oh I see. Wow. Just, just your taste yeah. chef's kiss love it <laughs> love it love it sir thank you thank you uh next uh, a tank top or a cheesy holiday sweater oh i love both i guess in now that i'm in australia tank tops make a lot more sense we have our mm-hmm. Christmas uh, in summer, right? So trying to wear a holiday sweater doesn't work too well. So do they have holiday tank tops? Is that a thing? They probably do. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, actually, I'll tell you. Actually, let me look it up. But the um, yeah, it was absurd. It got up to if I translate to your units, I think it got up to like about a hundred and ten or so on the the day after Christmas. Oh, uh, Christmas Day. Wow. Here last year, it's um, it's a bit crazy. Oh, it's nuts. Well, next one, we're going to keep with the apparel. Flowy pants or jeans? Flowy pants. Just working from home, um, I shook off the tyranny of jeans, and it was just fisherman's <laughs> pants all the time. In fact, tank tops and fisherman's pants were very much what I was wearing when I was working home for the first three months. It was it was very good. I even tried my tried my hand at the mullet. It did not go well. But, I feel know, like a lot of people experimented now with I the know. hair. Yeah. How, how many flowy pants do you own? Rahul, conservatively. No, 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 not conservative. I can give you an exact count. Cool. 
Oh, he's counting. Five. 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 Wow. Oh, nice. I'm waiting One for One for mine. every day of the week. Yeah. yeah, there you go. One for every work day of the uh, week. Yeah, exactly. Because on the weekends, it's time to party. <laughs> weekends, it's no pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, diamond rings or skull rings? Skull rings. You know the answer oh, to this. Well, I was saying, I don't Skulls. know who knows. So, because of one of my very good artist friends, I now have developed a, a love of skulls and skull aesthetic. In fact, the tattoo I have um, is one of her drawings oh. of a skull. Oh. Yeah. I know, actually, now that I think about it, um, I guess it does feel a bit morbid to develop a love of skulls after your suicide attempt, but but I assure you, it is, it is separate and a very distinct. lovely aesthetic. <laughs> separate and distinct. <laughs> Yeah, compartmentalized. Completely yeah. Unre- it was completely unrelated. <laughs> this one might be a bit easier too, because I thought this might stump you. But Star Trek or Star Wars? Fuck off! <laughs> Good lord! You can't, you can't make me choose. That's it's, unfortunate. It's split like, the baby. It was going so split well. Split the baby, Rahul. Split the that. baby, Rahul. Split it. No, I am not gonna. We are not gonna split the baby. <laughs> no, but you've you've um, mentioned Star Trek multiple times no, in this interview, and you have not mentioned Star Wars. But he enjoyed. It. It's hard. Oh, really? For, okay. For, I know some. Folks. I love. I I do love both of them. I will. Okay, listen. Star Wars is just way too much fun and running around with laser yeah, swords. Yeah. And you can't deny that. And Star Trek. No, I'll put it. I'll put out something. If you and I meet, I say this with all seriousness, and I'm aware that the stuff stuff that comes out of my mouth, it's a bit difficult for you to believe that. But if you watch the Next Generation like end-to-end, all the seasons, I promise you, you will learn more about negotiation, leadership, um, balancing yourself, and a good management style from John Luke Picard than I did from a, from some of my MBA yeah. units, right? You get, on, you get on those shows and you watch those shows, right? Yeah. Is that, okay. You go, you go watch, you go, you look at, look at me, look, look at, at me. me. You go and watch, after this, after this, after this insane clown posse concert yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to, you watch the next. You watch the next gen. You watch Deep Space Nine, and you watch Voyager, and you will learn things. I actually started it partially because of your your love of it. So I, I will again. I, I had the, a small detour of having a second child, but you know, once once the free time comes back, I think think uh, Star Trek Next Generation. You'll, you'll is on get my back list. into it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I am led to believe that that children do take a just a bit do take a lot of time i'm looking forward to seeing my nephew at the end of this year but i am glad i am not financially and time-wise responsible uh, otherwise responsible <laughs> <I know. laughs> all right well last either or and it's it's a very important one it's jason or kelsey actually I'll, like i said i think your producer is the one who's Ooh. knocking it out of the park there we go. There you go. Yeah. She is the Portland of answers. That's the one. <laughs> if you think of it, she's literally between us. Yes. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> well, I say, aside for that last answer, I think that was sufficient for you to pass. <laughs> so, but yes, congratulations. Oh, no, listen, you're both beautiful in your own ways. Oh. Just, hedging. just not my favorite. Just, <laughs> just hedging. not the favorite. <laughs> yeah. Listen, after much consideration, I've decided to go with another offer. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's business school savvy right there, there you, you know? Yeah. All right. Next game is called Fact or Fiction, and this is a US slash Australia edition, and it's head-to-head, all right? So it's Rahul versus Kelsey. Uh, so I'm going to make some statements. All you have to do is tell me if it's fact or fiction, and I actually did this so that uh, the first few will be Australia-based, and then the, the next set will be US-based. And all of these facts are derived from citizenship tests. Oh, really? For, for both of these oh, that's uh, countries. Nice. Yeah. 
oh wow we've got some weird questions on our citizenship test it was it was also great now i think about it in the u.s it was it was great the things about australia that people wouldn't believe but also the things i would make up that people would believe (laughs) it was was awesome yeah all right here we go first statement i'm i'm gonna i'm probably gonna mispronounce this but on anzac or anzac day commemorates the landing of the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps at Gallipoli, Turkey during World War One. I. I think it's fact. Rahul, what do you think? True. It's Gallipoli. All right. Good work. I went to New Zealand and I knew that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't wow. know that beforehand. Okay, wow. Yeah. Good Anzac work to Day's both like of you. Anzac Day is like a huge thing. It is. It's our, it's our Memorial Day, yeah, yeah. effectively. Uh, Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. Yeah, when you said Gallipoli, I was like, "Yep, that's it." Is. Oh, nice, yep. very good. They still, to this very day, they have um, they still have very moving services oh. uh, over in Turkey. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, they do. They they still like because it was a, it was a big thing for them. It was a big thing for everyone. So it's uh, no, it's yeah. So that happens. Uh, that's going to happen later this yeah, month. Lovely. I just realized <laughs> what what ANSAC stands for. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Australia, New Zealand, yeah, sure, New Zealand Army Corps. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, no, I helped put this together. Nice. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Good work. All right, cool. So it's tied. All right. Uh, next statement here: the colors of the Australian Aboriginal flag are green, white, and black. Fiction. Fiction. Wow, very good, guys. It's uh, blue. It's actually black, red, and yellow. Oh no, not even close. Yeah. All right. <laughs> One of the did you actually wait Rahul? Did you actually know the colors? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. It's a, in fact, it was it's a, a huge thing. So recently, it was actually trademarked or copyrighted or whatever by a private entity. Um, oh. But now the Australian government, I believe, has acquired it so that everyone can actually use it. Yeah, it's a beautiful flag. Actually, it's like yeah, it's got the, the yellow sun over black sky and the and the red earth. The red. Man, there's a little bit of yellow there. It's great. Shut <laughs> up, Kelsey. God, the fact that you're tied on this is infuriating to me. All right, one of the roles of the Governor General is to sign all bills passed by the Australian Parliament into law. Fact. Fiction. It's fact. Yes. <laughs> is that what our Governor General does? Oh, I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually quite nice to know that they do something. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah, yeah it's I cool. know. I yeah. know that. I said fact. <laughs> I know that's what they do. All right. Uh, last one here about Australia. A referendum is a vote to change the Australian constitution. Fiction. Fact. Nice. It's tied again. It is fact. Oh, damn. I thought <laughs> I was like, that sounds too much like an American thing. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, that's Crap. that's it. All right. So now moving on to U.S. facts here yes. or statements. Um, all right. First one: the Constitution has twenty-seven amendments. Fiction. Fact. It is fact. Oh, <laughs> all right. I thought there was a twenty. Off to a good start. Oh, okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Do I lose my citizenship if I lose this one? Yeah, oh, I already right, well, hey, I spoke great. to the citizenship uh, bureau. Yeah, is, that's what they're called. All right, bureau of citizenship. <laughs> we elect a U.S. senator for six-year terms. Fact, fiction. All right, it is fact. The that's terms right. are six years long for senators. Six yeah. years, bro. That's a really long amount of time. It, bro, it's. You think senatoring is easy? It takes at least six years to get good at it. 
Is that why? Is that why it's six years? You have no idea. But some of your senators are so old when they start. Yeah, exactly. Because right? like, fingers crossed. It's a huge they might problem. Not, <laughs> they might not still be senators after six years. Yep. All right. We elect a U.S. representative for four-year terms. Fiction. Fact. It's fiction. U.S. representatives are elected for two-year terms. How weird is that? How weird? Rahul, how weird is that? Yeah. Do they do that because it balances it? I don't know. Okay. All right. Hey, know. let's... It's, it's, it's your government. It's your Again, business. It's a, honestly, I think it's 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 somewhat rep- representative of the imperial system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact- I, think, I think what happened is, you know how like the rover got screwed up because it was imperial versus metric? Same problem with when they went with senators yeah, versus It's just we repre- really love terms. two, four, six, they eight. Like, like we love these sorts of even numbers yeah, here. There were like two <laughs> fortnights. Wait, two, two fortnights or two days? Uh, 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 six uh, years. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so unfortunately, I think, Kelsey, you are ahead by one. Yes. All right, so the last statement here is, the first free library was started by Benjamin Franklin. Fact. Fact. Nice, good work. It is fact. Yeah. I, um, I, I will admit the only reason I know that is because, do you remember that old TV show called Bewitched? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin comes back. <laughs> in one of those episodes and has to go to and, and ends up in court and Samantha points that out. Once what? again, American media. That's how that's, we learn about your country. That is such a deep pull. That's pull. insane. Uh, are you like a savant when it comes to facts? That's crazy. Facts about Ben Franklin. Listen, you, you've heard the random things that have come out of my mouth, Dude. but no, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not a savant. That's I just insane. retain the wrong information. Wow. Okay. Wow. Very good work. So... Congratulations to Rahul. Look at this hesitancy um, in your voice to even give me the win. You Ooh. gave Kelsey a good run. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Rahul, uh, we have a new section called Recommendations. So we're going to ask you for a few recommendations on a number of categories. So if you could recommend to us some music. Let's see. Oh, actually, if Americans want to get to know Australia better then they should look up something called Triple J's Like a Version. So Triple J is the um, youth music network over here run by the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. And they have, like it's a pun on Like a Virgin, Like uh-huh. a Version where artists come and cover other other songs. Oh, um, cool. And if you want to get really get your finger on the pulse of what like a, you know, what Australians like for music, um, I recommend looking up looking up that yeah okay i've heard of like a version i actually do listen to that Uh, the best one or the one that stands out to me is childish gambino covering into you yes that one is really good wow also actually that said this year's interesting one was you know the wiggles the australian children's band who somehow Mm -hmm. made money all of your 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 parents now you know that so they covered um they covered a tame impala song this year and it actually made it into the top 100 they do a vote every year and came number one oh i'm gonna check it out it just got huge everyone's loved that so yeah i'd recommend lo- looking up that and, and having a listen and yeah just enjoying yourself yeah that's how you nice. get that's you rat hole for hours like literally yeah, you just yeah, listen yeah. To that sounds great it's great uh good recommendation uh next is recommend to us a movie um oh actually i'll tell you what i'll i'd recommend people should watch the martian Ooh. oh that's a good one i think it's a great film um in terms of like how you solve problems mm-hmm. and and also the 
main character and all the other characters have a great sense of humor in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you haven't watched The Martian, I would I would go ahead and do that and read the book too while you're at it. I might rewatch it. That was a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's yeah. about engineering. Oh, and then also, I I would also <laughs> recommend watching uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, it's a oh, great I haven't seen uh, that. Australian, a great like Australian it. documentary, yeah, yeah. and will really prepare you for life. Yeah, here in this <laughs> I was really surprised by that. I was like, "Wow, they really don't have water in Australia." Yeah, wow. Yeah, but they have uh, guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. And- I think. I think that Kelsey. I think I really surprised Kelsey when he heard I was a, I was Australian, but I didn't immediately kill him for the cubes of ice in his drink. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I'd like, I was like uh, an outlier, really. Yeah, I was, I was relatively civilized. And then someone tried to hand him an electric guitar. I said, "No, no, no, no! You don't want to do that. You don't want. You don't want to. You don't want to hand the Australian the, the guitar. Put it, yeah. put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, next up, recommend to us something on TV. Um, well, oh, I've already actually said that. I've, I've said I was going to say Trek, the Next go. Generation, Deep Space Nine, and um, Voyager. Well, how we'll learn you- a lot. Like they're great, really in in depth characters, really interesting stories where there's like problems to be sold or an ethical conundrum or something i've i've really loved them yeah um, but also i would say if you want to just feel good about the world there is a show a japanese show called old enough it's been around for a while but it's the idea that like kids when they're like two or three or four get sent off to do like a chore for the first time you know whether it's like you know doing some picking up you know picking some shopping or a snack or something and they're just a little seven minute contains episodes of a camera crew of 20 people running around and watching this child make their way down to the shop to buy something and then come back whoa that's amazing it is is absolutely delightful what i really appreciated in the last one was that the um the the two toddlers involved really made the camera crew run like at one point they actually decided to just stop and interview them just so that the camera crew could like run past and get to the other side like they were, yeah so if you want to just feel good about the world i would hop on that all right oh wow. that's a good one. i might check, i'm gonna check yeah. that out um that's great. this one you might have already said but if you have another one it'd be great uh recommend us a youtube video actual cannibal shia labeouf no explanation Wait, necessary what? it sounds like <laughs> okay Okay, work with me on this one, my new friend, um, as you question <laughs> our emerging friendship. Yes. Is that there? someone wrote this song. Well, they've written like basically this it's like the spoken word piece with, with singing in the background. And it's the story of you encountering Shia LaBeouf in a forest um, and him hunting you down. Um, and, it, and it just gets larger and larger. The orchestra turns up. I and see. And the dancers and everything. Look, just trust me on this one. Look Got up it. something called actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. I, I um, was concerned that it was an actual video of oh. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> being a cannibal because that is somewhat believable. I could And I was like, I, there's no way yeah. I'm watching that. <laughs> but this sounds interesting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's a lot of, YouTube is great for a lot of educational resources and all that stuff. But yeah, just go ahead and give yourself a treat. Watch actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I swear, Rahul. A, do a shot, turn the lights down low and watch this thing and let it take effect. Rahul, okay. if I get spammed with a bunch of questionable like banner ads and stuff, I'm going to come back and ask you for your <laughs> computer. <laughs> oh, well. um, last bit is recommend to us a life hack. Hmm. Actually, I'll tell you what. A, a good life hack is to have indoor plants. Oh, um, I will it put is, it, I will yeah. put it this way: If you're going to work from home, it's it's actually relatively good for your mental health. They don't mm. take a lot of effort, and it's nice to have something alive and green and growing in 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 your space. That's mm-hmm. So if you're going to be working from home a lot more, get a lot of indoor plants. Oh, I got another one too. 
if you're going to be working from home, create a delineation between home you and work you. Oof. Actually, one. this is a bit a bit more of a practical one. I only said plants because I oh. looked at my plants and I said plants. <laughs> like I could have easily, I could have also easily looked and said art or flintlock or sound wave Decepticon from Transformers, which are all things that are in front of me right now. No, no. Sound wave. Hey, I'm an adult. I can spend money whatatever I want. Okay, yeah. this is a, this is my real one. And listen, and listen up. Okay, listen. When you're working from home, being in work mode and then being in home mode, like you've got to be able to click that. Mm. And there are different ways that people do it. But I have a table and a a table and a chair I use for work, and I only work there. I never work on my couch or anywhere else. So when oh. I sit down, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm still in my apartment. But this is work mode for me. I have some friends who will like get dressed up. I heard of one person who, so on mine sites, you got to wear like high vis. I heard of someone who would like, when they had to work from home, would wear their high vis when they had to work and then take it off and then just be <laughs> veg out, right? So if you've got to work, if you've got to work from home, think about how that you build that delineation. And it's not about just being productive at work. It's about like making sure that you feel like you've left work behind, even though you're in the same space, right? Yeah. Otherwise it all becomes one giant mess. Okay, that was a lot better. Oh. Yeah, no, that was great. I, like that. I mean, both of those, have both the tips well. were good. The yeah. I thought the plant one was great, actually. Oh, so you want me to cut the the second part? What? I'm not going to cut it. Listen, I'm joking. You, you can edit and chop and change this as, as much as you want, and, and I can't stop you. It's just good. although I am surprised that my plants are my plants are doing really well. I've now got like a devil's ivy that has got to oh. be. It's it's got to let me do that. Let me give you your shitty units. Um, it's got to be at least <laughs> seven <laughs> feet long now, um, and I don't know what, what the bloody will do with it. <laughs> so, say, so seven feet long. So you mean two and a third yards? Is that right? <laughs> I will. <laughs> so so I will Ra- not Ra- throw my laptop across the room because then I would have to buy a new one. Sorry, Rahul, Ra- Ra- really quick. I want to. What what's your IV in miles? <laughs> Just curious. I, I love you because I have to, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I the, he, I think he nailed that one too. He no, that's that. great. Yeah, yeah, those are all actually really good recommendations. Like I'm actually, I'm actually, yeah, old enough. I'm for sure. I'm definitely going to gonna look out. up some yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Can I give myself a question as well? I'll yeah, recommend. I would love you to give yourself a question. Okay, um, Rahul, what what would you recommend as a book? That's a great question, Rahul, and thank you for asking Ooh. that. Um, it made me when you were talking about Olympus Mons. Yeah, it made me think. I've just finished the Mars trilogy, so Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars. Um, okay, and it is about the terraforming of Mars. Um, oh. And I think, as you know, as a lot of people in tech are thinking about that, and mm-hmm. as like might eventually become a reality, brings out a lot of interesting problems and solutions from like from a technology point of view, also for from like. like what do we want to take from Earth? What do we want to leave behind? It's it's audiobook wise, it's about ninety hours in total, but I would I would do that. Wow. The other one I would recommend it's one of my favorite books, but it spoke to me a lot in my time in the US when I was thinking about issues around like belief and identity, mm-hmm. uh, is American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Oh, that is oh, okay. a very special book for me because of what happened in the US. Oh. And um I think it's I think it's just an absolutely great story. So if you just want something that's beautifully told, I would I would hop on that. Great. And also, interestingly enough, uh, Neil Gaiman, I don't think it really even traveled across the US that much when he wrote it, too. Interesting. Um, but I think he captures, a, a, has a quite interesting perspective on the American spirit when when he wrote that. So hmm. I, would, I would look into that, too. Awesome. Great recommendations. And we're moving now to our last activity, which is called Won't You Haiku. So this is the one where we collectively write a haiku together. 
um, Rahul will take the first line, Kelsey will take the second, and I'll take the last. And we are going to write a haiku about the U.S. Do you feel like that's a good topic? Yeah, it's a great okay. one. We'll write about it, the U.S. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll do the first line? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm going to take uh, one of my favorite lines from Team America World Police. Oh, no. It's going to be, America, fuck yeah. Ah, that's a good start, yeah. Insane Clown Posse is rad. <laughs> I was going to end with Insane Clown Posse. That is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's to stop you from ending with Insane Clown Posse? Oh, just no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Come on, come on. I, I think I could do better. Your standards are way too high, Jason. I know, I know. It, it sometimes takes too long for me to do it. Star Wars and Star Trek. Nice. I think that actually made sense. There we go. America, fuck yeah. Insane clown posse is red. Star Wars, Star Wars and, and Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, yeah, it's inclusive. I like that. Right? That's That's, yeah. That works beautifully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time I see Rahul, he's going to have a tattoo of that haiku. Oh, that haiku. His, like, Please underneath don't. the skull, oh, it's going to be... <laughs> In Latin. Actually, I'm getting a t- I am planning another tattoo. It will too involve skulls, but yeah, I might just put the haiku in there while I'm on it. I mean, the haiku is inspired by, you know, the things that you told yeah. us today. I mean, if so, you want to get yeah. Jason and Kelsey a friends logo tattooed too, that's that's an option, but that's fine. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. I mean, it'd be great if you did, but you don't have to. It's like, good. Really. It's good that I don't have to because I won't. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that's I, that. I want to clarify. I just want to clarify. The, the only reason I'm not is because I don't want to. Right. And I think it's a ridiculous idea. This is the directness. This is the Australian see, this directness. This is where we can yeah. learn from yeah. our, our Australian <laughs> brethren. Do you understand? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, 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 you, I mean, you nailed it. I think you got 100% on that one, Rahul. Um, it's, it's, it's very nice to see you able to reflect on this kind of whole journey that you've gone through. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, I don't want to say dis, dispassionate, but like, you're just taking it for all of the positive lessons that you've gotten out of it. And I think that's such a... Dude, some, sometimes you got to be just like, it is as it is. Yeah. And, you know, there's no reason, even, like, you know, you've got to take the lessons into yourself. Why, what could I have done better or what have I got to do differently? Right. You, know, you can't live in the past, but that doesn't also mean you can't look back at some of the bad things and go, oh yeah, fuck those guys, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's okay. But it's... You don't have to be... You don't have to be peace and love and calm about everything, but it's yeah. uh, but you got to you've got to learn. You've got to do better for yourself if no one else. Yeah, but it, to me, it's just like a very healthy perspective, and I think yeah, uh, that's that's something that I admire about you. That like I, I generally, I've just observed that's how you kind of take life. Well, once again, like very it's not it's not all me, admirable. right? I'm like I've said before, got a lot of great people around me, and it's uh, it's been it's been great to share the the journey with with all of all of them, including you. Oh, too kind, sir. Jason, I mean, what did you, what did you, what did you learn? I mean, I learned quite a bit. I think when you mentioned the word perspective, I think like that's my takeaway from the whole conversation mm-hmm. is like Rahul's got this like great perspective yeah. on not only like his journey, but like, you know, connecting it to bigger things that are happening in both of these countries. Um, something that like struck me that I hadn't considered was the comment around the experience of the international student on the, yeah. at the college campus. Right. And just like. Yeah. the language gap alone right like yeah, yeah. i was there on the college campus like on the other side of that experience yeah. and it never like crossed my mind right. even for a moment right um so that perspective was like literally like my like yeah, eye-opening because yeah, yeah. you don't think about it yeah, yeah you yeah, don't yeah, think about sure. it yeah yeah also this the the comment around and i know i believe you attributed it to a meme but i thought that was nice which was this idea of not trying to fit in but 
trying to belong. Yeah, yeah belonging instead of fitting in. Yeah. It's, uh, it really does make the world a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, okay. I think those are the probably the two main things that I'm going to take away from the conversation. I, I, I really appreciate everything that you shared yeah, yeah. throughout this. Oh, there's one more thing I'd, I'd like for you, Jason. Um, if you could just practice me, could, could, you, could you say whoop, whoop? Whoop, whoop? Now, now, now say it louder. Whoop, like whoop. you're crying it out. Yep, that will serve you well when you uh, go and see ICP. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Um, Everybody say whoop, whoop. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. So, I'm like uh, on the doorstep of like a, s- a new life. <laughs> so uh, aside from musical recommendations, Rahul, was there anything that uh, you learned or Honestly, uh, yeah. probably not because you've probably <laughs> no, thought hey, about no, this it, a lot. It's, it's 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 pretty awesome to see like how it's it's cool to see how a podcast is made. Oh. Um, it's always it's always good to see your face and chat with you. And this oh. this this feels good. I'm 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 really excited to to see you and everyone else later on oh. this year. And we'll and we will keep hanging out for the for the rest of our natural lives, which is probably going to be until we're about ninety something, right? Oh. So it's uh, fingers crossed. No, it's good. Yeah. I think what is going to be interesting for me is like listening to this, you know, maybe listening to this in three years' time and see, and seeing how I feel about everything I've said. Mm. I don't normally keep track of everything I talk about because, well, you've heard the things that come out of my mouth, but I might make an exception for this one we should if just, I still agree with myself. We should bring you back in three years and just literally record it word for word. <laughs> That's what we should do. That's my No, we should have a listening party three years from now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, it's like, a, right? it's like yeah. a director's cut mm-hmm. of like a movie. Yeah. Provide commentary. Do some commentary. Yeah. Lovely. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, again, Rahul, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for making this work across like an ocean. But most importantly, you know, thank you for being a friend and to everybody listening. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's the first time anyone's done that after <laughs> yeah, I say, no, and right? I say that every episode. I think that in my head <laughs> really? every time. Yeah. <laughs> First wow. for every time. Really letting the team down. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, but yeah, to, to everybody listening, uh, we thank you as well. Uh, we really do appreciate you joining us and we wish everybody a great week. Thanks all and thank you for your listening ears. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere, multiple times. <laughs>